When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello and welcome to the Scoutcast. My name is Joe. My name is Seb. I'm Karam. Welcome everyone. Seb, what have we got coming up on the show? Double game week time and then again and then again and probably some more for all yes. we know. So lots to think about there. I am playing my wildcard right now as we speak. So we'll have a little chat about that and you can list which genuinely might be quite useful. You've got lots of stats for us as well. I believe around the better sides for those doubles. Yes. Including a certain Mr. Harry Kane who you might call essential if we uh, like or hate that word there is of course fixtures to frisk joe your turn for a differential mm. i believe after antonio last time which went pretty well indeed awesome. yes plus of course we've got awesome plus we've got transfer and captaincy plans i guess wild card for me and a look back at the game week that's just passed of course okay um just before um we have a look at our teams for game week 23 um karen understand champions league is about to start um yeah do you want to do you want to uh, tell us a bit about that yeah for sure so champions league will be back next midweek and and so there is a fantasy game for it um it doesn't matter if you did not start playing uh, you can still sign up and start playing from the knockout stages um there are new prices ps5 up for grabs every match day um and plus football shares and more of those prices um remember if the overall winner will also get a champions league 2022 final tickets um content on fantasy football scout website will help you to uh, pick your um, team every week um so um, join fantasy football scout if you look for more of that content um there will be a dis- link in the description where you can sign up if you don't have a team already great Let's stuff okay um yeah champions league starting that's going to be even more fixtures for us to navigate our way through with the busy, already busy Premier League schedule. Um, before we take a look at Seb's wild cards, double game 24 and an early look at 25, possibly 26 and beyond. Um, let's see how we got on in game week 23. So, um, yeah, here's my team. Um, I thought I was going to have an absolute nightmare, and I did on Saturday. I had 19 points by the end of that. My captain had blanked. Um, I had... Calvert-Lewin on my bench with no prospect of him coming off my bench um, and word was coming out that Harry Kane was starting so Son who I would have got in if I'd have known Harry Kane was starting um, was going to start so um, yeah so Sunday started with Son and Harry Kane doing really well and it was just looking really bleak and the red arrow was getting bigger and bigger and bigger and somehow somehow thankfully 
my players managed to turn it around. Um, so I had Edison in goal, Justin, who is the bane of many people's lives, but I love him, uh, Kufau and Dallas. Um, so the Monday night Palace game for Leeds was absolutely magic for me. Um, so all, all of them did well. Um, Grealish, Blank, Fernandez um, got seven points, Salah, seven points, Gundogan, penalty miss, and ends up on 13 points. Thank you. Um, Suchek, his red card, which was rescinded. So that was another nightmare on Saturday. Uh, Bamford, he scored, I believe, his 100th career goal. And um, Antonio blanked there. Calvert-Lewin on my bench. Stones and Mitchell did, did nothing. Mitchell started, but um, yeah, pretty irrelevant. So it's ended up be, being a green arrow. <laughs> Only just, only by a few thousand. But nevertheless, I'll take that. A green arrow, 68 points. And it was looking like my worst game week of the season about Sunday lunchtime. So happy. I've, I've heard you say that before, Joe. Well, we, I thought, were, we were doing I, one live not not too long ago, and Mane came and turned a week around. Well, I, I guess that's I mean, that's the annoying. Well, it's great that we've got content providers like say Live Live FPL. It's a fantastic resource that website, but it's it's almost like too much information. So I know how much my rank is plummeting after each horrible game, and you know it's this drip feed of disappointment, and then suddenly all the good bits, you know, were happening Sunday yeah. night and. Um, a Monday night I, for me. I, I, I always, mm, I always go and check um, when Justin did a clean sheet and bonus was the okay. How much of Frank I lost because of that X player or Y player and then, yeah, it, it's a fun of it. But I mean, fun to have a look at it, but it's never fun to uh, to see your rank drop. So yeah, okay. I, yeah. I don't use it during the game week. I I have used it for some planning. That's actually as, the as, best, as we'll see in a minute. But I I gain nothing from it. No, I either I not think I'm doing too well or think I'm doing yeah. too badly. Yeah. Changes nothing. I, I stopped the yeah. first part of the season, and mm. um, you know the lure of too much information has, has, has wooed me. But um, we I all... guess with all the fixtures spread out as well, you maybe there's a little bit longer. Yeah, I, getting that I'm, I'm going to have to address that really, and maybe just block it out for a couple of days until the end, because because it is too much information. It can give you a false sense of either that you're doing well or, or doing very badly. And we actually did all did okay in the end. Um, got your team up, Seb. So you got 61 mm. points. A couple of transfers. You've got Sanchez, Cancelo and Stones. Alonso, um, Saka, Fernandez, Son, Rafina, Gundogan, uh, Antonio captain. So s- similar issues to me as well. Antonio captain. But then Watkins. Um, and once another one, Calvert-Lewin on the bench. But also Martinez. And Kil- Hang on a minute. I'm looking at that. Kilman, eight points. I thought that said zero. Eight. <laughs> So that's a huge bench. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big old bench. So that's a, that's a bench boost score mm, I dream should've, of. Should have bench boosted. And never get. Yeah, 29 <laughs> yeah. points. Um, I guess I think, you like must you be said, happy. even with, similar to yourself. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got to be happy with that. Mm. It's above average. 61. I, I mean, uh, it's it's just above average. I'm probably, probably not delighted, but it's all right. My moves were uh, Alonso in and Rafina in. Obviously, mm. I have no Salah there. I've yeah. got Salah. But if I'm wild guarding, it was a one-week hit. I thought Alonso thought he would play because the height mm. and all that nonsense, but it didn't really matter too much. I thought if I could have any two players for this week, Rafinha, Alonso, mm-hmm. looked decent. I nearly played Calvert-Lewin over Gundogan, so I earned myself a single point there. Um, but yeah, really just about setting up for the wild card, to be honest. I feel, yeah. I feel guilty from saying on, on Twitter when you ask, like, okay, Alonso is, is the pitch you have to go for. And uh, when was he got... was benched, it's like, oh, I remembered you. It's like, oh my God. Uh, I was going for it anyway. I <laughs> think it was gonna... probably high, uh, highest ceiling, right? I, th- I think we all know if we're going to get a Chelsea player in um, who isn't Silva or Jorginho, you, you, you don't know whether they're going to start. Um, mm. I, I guess Mendy 
you would think was going to start, but the rest, of, the rest of them, Mount, Werner, Pulisic, whoever, you know, will they start? Will they not? Chilwell, Alonso, there's always going to be rotation at the moment until, until it gets a bit settled. Um, Karen, let's have a look at your team. You still, still did well, 58 points. So oh. um, I think that's above, uh, just it's right, on average. Bang, bang, on, average. bang on average. But nevertheless, <laughs> I'll take bang on average rather than bad. Um, and I always, I always post when I hit 50 points, if I do for a game week, because yeah. no matter what the average is, I'd consider 50 points the benchmark of not rubbish. <laughs> I'm not saying good, but not rubbish. And 58 well, is well above that. So that's good. Your standard would make it much better for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I brought in Ben Me this, mm. um, this week for holding. Yeah. So both of them got one point. So I didn't lose on, on that transfer. Um, but like many people, benched Calvert-Lewin. Um, I decided to uh, put in Salah after I debated a lot yeah. whether I should trust the triple defense or, mm-hmm. or Salah. And to be honest, I thought the goal was a bit a bit jammy. The only shot on goal, it was the goal. So we were close from a clean sheet nevertheless. The rest, uh, pretty much the same players I, I have. It's pretty template. Uh, like my team is 80% template according to Life FPL. Mm-hmm. And yet I managed over 100k drop because of, uh, yeah, yeah because of the high average of this game week. Um, the players that return to me, they don't really change the, the ranking. Uh, Martinez, Bamford is on by pretty much everybody in my tier. Um, Salah as well, Fernandez. So, yeah, it's an average game week, but uh, the, yeah, I've got two free transfers now, so it might give me an edge. Um, I'm looking to a couple of moves. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Plus, possibly a chip to use. So, we'll discuss that during the scout class. But, yeah. Um, whatever it's one of one of those game weeks so um, we just, on. just for the benefit of our podcast listeners um, Karen mm-hmm. went into that game week with Martinez uh, with a nice nine points Cancelo me and Kufau and Diaz um, and then Salah Son Suchek with that red that we we spoke about um, there's no more by the way I want my three three. points back I know I want my three (laughs) points back too yes you would you would have gone up to 61 then which is Mm -hmm. vital in this type of week um, and then you have Fernandez, who you captained very wisely. Antonio and Bamford. And once again, Calvert-Lewin on the bench. I looked at loads of teams. I, can't, I couldn't find anyone who actually played Calvert-Lewin. I think, I think most, yeah. most people I know, most people in my league seem to have benched him um, or don't own him. So There were a lot of Antonio captains that. as well. Yeah. There were a lot of Antonio captains as yeah. well, which was... Uh, yeah, yeah it was one of those weeks, really. I, didn't, I could not call Everton-Manchester United. I thought there would be some goals, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I just couldn't call it. I didn't know whether Manchester United defence would, would turn it on. Um, you know, as it turned out, it was a wrong decision. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we, we move on. Um, just a couple of um, rough with the smooths. So we've got a, got a rough and a, and a couple of smooths. Um, it's our very own uh, fantasy football scout, Red Lion, who has appeared on this before. Um, I've got a picture of his team up here. So 59 points, not too bad, just above average there. But... Um, he, if we look at his team, so he's got Pope, Stones, Cancelo, Dawson, um, Gunduan, Salah, Son, Fernandez, Suchek, Antonio, and Bamford. So, you know, some good scorers, some some poor scorers. But got Calvert Lewin on the bench, Target on the bench, Dallas on the bench, and Martinez. It's 40 point bench. 40 points wow. on his bench. The, the variance, the variance with the red lighting is, is a huge over the last few game weeks because he did brilliantly, brilliantly in the double game week nineteen. He got like one hundred and fifty points, 
uh, and then in a couple of weeks later, he was in the rough. Um, mm. So yeah, I feel for him. It's uh, wow, it's tough. It's tough. It is tough. So yeah, we all had that. But yeah, look at that. That's a really good bench, <laughs> Calvert-Lewin and Dallas especially. Um, you, he said that he actually bench boosted when he did bench boost. It was just six points uh, he got. Um, uh, meanwhile, um, in our fantasy football scout league, so in our mini league, uh, Pandin Bruyne um, is um, is up to first place, but he's also tenth overall now. So tenth in the world out of seven million people, not bad. Um, Kevin Rose is the leader of our community members mini league, uh, and he slipped from thirteenth, get the violins out, to fourteenth. <laughs> um, so um, yeah. We move on. We move on. Now, luckily, Seb is wildcarding this week, which looks a good way to address the community's questions around double game week 24, 25, 26 and beyond, because that's what Seb's looking at for his wildcards. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put your team up and then you sort of introduce it. Introduce your team, tell people, on, sure. especially on the podcast, what, what, who, what players you've got and sort of yeah, take us through it and pose so, some of those questions. If it goes horribly wrong, I get to say I just did it for the pod, right? So we had something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully it works. No, <laughs> well, it would be a fine tradition of scout casts of wasted wild cards, but let's hope it does, you know, bucks that trend. <laughs> um, uh, I'll run through the questions we've got for this first then. So Jules says, what are our chip strategies? Well, I'll share mine and hopefully you two will as well. Uh, Vishnav says, is it worth switching a city asset like Foden to Sterling? You can see there, I might have a little sterling in there. Mm. Uh, Mick Stewart, any Burnley attackers worth considering? Might have something up for us, Joe? Yes, uh, I've got, as we talk, I've got stats on all of the... I've got some stats on all of the... El Hadi. The question there was, what's the latest on KDB's return? And do we need to save a place for him? And the other, Danny, who are the best Fulham assets? If there are any, I guess. Mm, okay. So, so, yeah, do you want to t- just want to read out your team and then you sort of go back, I don't know, by position by position, sort of why you've picked those players? Yeah, no worries. So what you've got here is me just planning ahead a bit. Currently, my team looks very different to this because, you know, playing the price rises and all that nonsense and we don't know who's going to go through in the cup. I don't want to lose too much value on those players. But I have, in the current plan for 24, I will have Pope and Goal, uh, Lauten, Cancelo, Dean and Shaw at the back. Sterling, Fernandez, and Gundogan with the captain or vice maybe moving between them. Probably Sterling at the moment. Cavalone up front, Bamford and Watkins with him. And then on the bench, Martinez, Son, Rafina and Eiling. Mm. Now this could change a lot to be fair. And I could probably monologue for ever about why I've made the decisions and what I'm going to do going up to 26 and beyond as well. Mm. Rather than me boring you all with that, I wonder if it's easier for you to ask me what's going on there and I'll see if I can okay. answer the interesting bits. Okay, well, looking at that, um, well, let's, let's t- take the immediate issues that are coming up. So we've got, we, we've got double game week 24 on the horizon. City, Burnley, Everton and Fulham um, all play twice. So you, you're covering them off with triple City, but interestingly, you're going for double City attack here. Um, so I guess that's the first question, really. Which three city is the best city? I think this probably depends on what you want to go do going forward. So immediately for city, it probably is two defenders and one attacker. Gundogan, we've all got that. We've probably all, already got the three city players. Mm. But for me, I'm looking at De Bruyne in the future. And I could hold five million or something in the bank. Or I could have Sterling mm. and make that transfer quite easily. 
Also, you'll notice there's no Salah there. There's Son on the bench. I don't have Kane. I could have Kane. It's one of those where I want to hold some value in bigger players and be able to move them around. And I don't think it's really feasible to have, say, Fernandez, Salah, Kane, and KDB, and then, say, maybe the three strikers we all mm -hmm. want. So I'm, at the moment, going against Salah, but it gives me the option to change my mind either during this week or in a couple of weeks leading up to the double game week. Okay, so what I've do is, is I've put some stats up um, for City. So all of the stats I'm putting up for these teams that we're going to talk about are the last four game weeks here. So this shows that Gundogan um, is, is the man of the moment. Expected goal involvement. He's expected to be involved in four. He's had created nine chances, six goal attempts. And we've all seen him using the eye test. He's arriving late in the box. And he's great. He's great at converting those chances. Sterling is next. Uh, eight goal attempts, uh, five chances created and is expected to be involved in more than three goals then you're looking at the also rans in terms of attacking involvement you've got Jesus Mares, Foden and Cancelo quite low down there so I mean you're, you're right to pick up Cancelo because if you think they might concede you've at least got some attacking threat there with him so I think that's good options and um, I mean Karim you're a City fan so what do you think of his three choices there for this wild card um, I still think that the triple, the triple up for the double game week is still a very and Sterling last scout cast. And um, um, I, I mentioned that I, I like the look of Sterling. He's, he's sort of like getting in, in form again, and uh, we've seen that during the Liverpool game. However, Grundogan is still is still by far offering a huge value uh, and points at the same time. Um, maybe you know, but there was um, a tweet from about the expected goals for that game. El Trigondogan alone, he managed more expected goals than any other team in the in that game week. Obviously, mm. uh, apart from uh, Man, Man City, 2.36 expected goals only against Liverpool, including the penalty miss. And if you're positioning, he's sort of like he's really like Rondogan is is but by his value, even at six million. Mm -hmm. He is um, a, a big name to own. Uh, I don't have him, and I, I don't know how to fit him in as well with my triple defense. Uh, speaking about the defense, I still think that the defense was very solid against Liverpool. The only real chance was the penalty, and apart from that, Liverpool didn't have much during the game. Mm -hmm. So against West Ham and Spurs, uh, um, sorry, against Spurs and Everton, I still think that there will be at least one clean sheet, although we always get an upset in a Spurs game for some reason, whatever their form is. But with the current situation, I think that getting a one attacker over the triple defense is probably now at least the move. Whether you draw double defense or double attack, to me, I'm, if I am on a wild card, like, like in Sip situation, I might go for the attack this time because with the Champions League coming around now, it's really hard to predict which double defence will start every game week from now on, apart from Diaz. Even Cancelo, I thought the last couple of game weeks, he is not offering what we saw the game weeks before that. So you can still go for Diaz, that's for sure, and you can still go for Gondogan. Now, it depends on the team structure where you want to load up your defense whether from Burnley for example or Man United or so you can decide whether to go for Cancelo or Stones or even mm -hmm. Sterling but if you look for a bigger upside with a, a bigger chance of a double game week like this probably I will take a risk and getting Sterling 
Um, probably different with the captaincy as well, but Brondurian is still a very viable option. The, the, the thing now with Brondurian, he missed a penalty now, and, and Pip was very vague about who is the next penalty taker. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that it's going to be Brondurian again, or he will be really serious and give it to Ederson. What do you think he's um, do because that? I don't see any other player. I think I think he can. We've seen a lot of goalkeepers taking penalties in the past. Um, the a last lot? thing. A lot of goalkeepers? A, a lot. Um, yeah. Well, in penalty shootouts. Yes. Yeah, it can count. Um, but, I mean, what are the chances to, to consider from a counter attack? Uh, I, if you. Looking at it from another way, who who else is capable of taking penalties? I don't think anybody else. I would that, love it. I'm an, Edison, so, I'm an Edison owner. I think I saw a message on Twitter to, yeah. to from Az to me saying that essentially I've you know one FPL in his head. <laughs> if yeah. if I own Edison and Edison takes a penalty and scores it, wow! I'm always going to remember that. It's like when Tim Howard scored. Remember a few years back, um, he, he scored that complete worldie. Um, so yeah, mm. I'll always remember that. Yeah, um, so it might it might remain with Gondurian. Okay. Uh, that's that's my feeling. But when, I would when just... KDB comes back, would you expect it to be his again? Um, yeah, maybe. Um, I think I think it's it's gonna be Aguero when he comes back and and play. It's really guesswork now. I don't have enough evidence that who who will be ahead of 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 the other one. Uh, I feel I feel that if all of them are fit, Gondogan, KDB and Aguero, it might be actually Aguero coming back to it, and then KDB and then Gondogan, but it's it just a guesswork really that's that's yet to be seen. But if I if I have to assume something that it might be still with Gondogan. But it could be Ederson afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Um, let, let's move on to some of the other teams that you've got here. So the immediate ones at hand, game week twenty four, Everton play twice. Um, so you have Luca Dean and Calvert Lewin um, there. So let's put some Everton stats up. Why um, they show that Calvert Lewin is the man. This last four game weeks, um, expected goal involvement, expected involved in a couple of goals. Uh, indeed, he has been. Um, Decore is being the is the outside shot there. Five point two he goes. Um, and then you're looking at Richarlison, Sigurdsson, and Luca Dean and Mina. Uh, expected goal involvement is roughly the same, about half a goal, whatever that means. Um, but Luca Dean has created five chances at three goal attempts. So there's a mixture of, of um, a spread of points potential there. Why have you picked those two? And were you tempted to pick another one or less? I think, I mean, Calvert-Lewin's obvious, right? You can see him there, top of your uh, top of your yeah. table. We know the Man City game is probably just a free hit, two points, if anything else lucky, although I probably thought about, about Man United. The Fulham game is where we'd expect to get the points. But I'd also like some Everton involvement going forward. I like what they've got coming up. Luca Dean, kind of similar mm. again with Man City free hit. Hopefully he doesn't go and get minus points for that. But I think Fulham is where he'll get the returns. He's playing on the left wing and he does seem to be staying there for now. So his attacking potential hopefully is a bit increased. And again, planning forward to 26 and whatnot. Those are the players I'd want. And I need to get them in now. Hold on to them. I'll have about three transfers. I want to save mm-hmm. a couple, but I'd say three transfers to set up for 26 uh, with a hit. So it's about planning that team going forward as well. A bit like the Sterling move. I need to leave myself open to options going into that. Just to say anyone else who is looking at wildcarding now or what have you, I'm in a situation where I've got my wildcard, obviously, my bench boost and my free hit. The free hit kind of makes it possible because I can do whatever I want yeah. with 29. I can do a free hit or I can just ignore it. That opens me up to going a bit early. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put some some stats up for Fulham <laughs> because we're not going to talk about them much. Um, you haven't got any Fulham 
um, there. Um, l- looking at them with Lookman, um, expected goal involvement. Lookman is is top there with eleven chances created, nine goal attempts. So so he's doing he's doing well in terms of that, but he's only expected to have been involved in less than two goals. Mitrovic is coming up second there um, with seven chances and seven goal attempts, but once again barely a goal. Um, Loftus Cheek, um, Reed, Cavallero, uh, sort of uh, will they start also in the also runs category? So it looks like Lookman or Bus, but you've decided yeah. you, you're not going to go for any Fulham then. Yeah, I think you could. It's legit, mm. but they've got Everton away, Burnley away for this double, yeah. so not the easiest out of all the selections. And then again, because I'd have to hold them going forward. I believe their doubles in 26, or they could go 27, 28. It's Crystal Palace and Tottenham, or Liverpool and Tottenham, or Man City and Tottenham. It's yeah. probably Crystal Palace and Tottenham in 26. And the team I can put out in 26 doesn't really have them top of my list for if I bench boost no. even. So I don't really want to grab them now and then have to hold them and maybe even burn a transfer to get better options. Okay. Um, with Burnley, now you, you're you're keen on the Burnley defence. The stats I've got up at the moment are actually their expected goal involvement. So this might explain why you haven't got any Burnley attackers. Um, but Vidra is their, is their top there. Um, 4.8 he costs, expected involved in barely a goal. He's had four goal attempts, three chances. I mean, this is these are woeful stats there. Nevertheless... Um, from a defensive point of view, Crystal Palace and Fulham are great fixtures. Doesn't get better, I don't think. I'm tempted to double up. You've already done that. You got Loughton and Pope. Um, just explain a bit about why why you've gone for Burnley here, and also what I guess what we need to think about as well because they may not play in 29 or may play in 29. Yeah, so I think uh, Bournemouth beat Burnley tonight, I believe, but we would still rely on Brighton beating Leicester for Burnley to not have the fixtures we're expecting in the doubles and the blank. So I don't think that's likely. We were talking about this beforehand. And yeah. Karen, Karen, you were pretty keen that was it, uh, you know, Brighton's Brighton's second team would beat Burnley's or what have you, and Leicester are pretty certain to go through. Sorry, Seb, I didn't hear the last part. Can you repeat oh, it again? I was just saying that we were talking beforehand yeah. uh, about the likelihood of, uh, is it Brighton have got to beat Leicester yeah. in order for Burnley to, to yeah. not, to not, double i think yeah. and you you were pretty adamant that the uh whatever team brendan rogers puts out it'll uh it'll get through yeah yeah probably uh however if yeah if a brighton wins then it can benefit the 29 and the 26 as well yeah. so uh brighton will likely have a nice double game week from a defensive point of view so yeah. I'll, I'll be keen i'll be keen for this is up to happen FPL but... managers should become brighton fans temporary brighton fans <laughs> for, for this because because that means, you know, we've got, you know, a really good double. Um, you've got lots of cheap players. Suddenly yeah. Sanchez becomes an option. Suddenly likes a Lewis Dunker. Nice, nice differentials. Great for bench boosting. Um, so, yeah, could be fast. Just, just load up on Duncan, Byrne and White. Yeah. Triple different. <laughs> but yeah, the, the ones I'd really like to happen is if Brighton do manage to get that double, it's West Brom and Newcastle. Mm. And I believe if Everton beat Tottenham, they will get Southampton and Villa or West Brom away in 26, I think, is it? Yeah which would be very nice. I've got two Everton. In my current team, my sort of holding team for the wild card, I have Hammers as well. Yeah. So I would probably have triple Everton if they ended up with a couple of double game weeks. Okay. So these uh, are and things I think that think might about. also mean they don't blank in 29 or something like that. Um, it's important to mention, obviously, for everyone that the FA Cup games are going on at the moment. Each day, 
we're going to be get more information. Who is going to who is likely to double in 26? Who is likely to blank in 29? And that's going to affect decisions for for, for those like you said that are wildcarding now. Definitely for those that are wildcarding in 25 or 26. So you know this is really important that you've got your wildcard up. It's great that you're sort of being a guinea pig for everyone um, because this is the kind these these are exactly the kind of things that people need to know. And you will have a lot of information by Friday. So the team that you've got up. Um, will change. Um, moving through the team as well, we're looking at game week 25, Leeds and Southampton double. Um, now let's have a look. So so I'm just remind myself of who Leeds have. They have Wolves and Southampton, a very favourable double in 25. And Southampton have Chelsea Leeds, which is a less favourable double um, there. So you currently have Bamford, Rafina and Ailing. Um, you're quite keen on a Leeds triple up. You are a Leeds fan as well, but yeah, but but from an FPL point of view, you're keen for Leeds. Why are you keen on Leeds? Not just for 25, and which players are you recommending? But also, why are Leeds quite good a bit beyond 25? Well, interestingly, you say beyond 25. I might, if I don't make a transfer in 25 from the wild card, I might do two of my Leeds players to two Aston Villa players, Ooh. who have a double of Leeds. Funnily enough. And then Tottenham, Everton or Sheffield United, I think, based on other fixtures. I would quite fancy maybe a Grealish and a Watkins over, I guess that would be Bamford, but we'll mm. see, probably over Rafina. I might play a bit of hokey-cokey with those again, though, because, okay. of course, Leeds don't blank in 29. So if I have to hold them all the way through, yeah. that's no problem. I do have the free hit. I probably wouldn't bring them back in if I got rid of them, but I have the free hit for that. But I think, as, as you said, that Wolves-Southampton double in 25 is one that everyone's going to be targeting, whether you've got a wild card or not. Yeah. We've probably all got some Leeds players. Yeah. People will bring them in. Um, I'm targeting them, definitely. Not just for 25. I don't have a free hit. So those listening and watching who don't have a free hit in 29, you've got to navigate 29 um, with the small pool of players that are playing. We know that Leeds are playing for them. Leeds, Bamford is is earmarked as a, as a very strong captaincy shout that day. Um, so I, what is putting me off bench boosting in 26 is because I want to, from 25, keep hold of my Leeds players and just bench some of them or play some of them because um, they've got quite nice fixtures. They've got Villa, Villa 26 um, and West Ham 27. So within the, tw- the, the double game 26, I could bench them and then bring them back in for 27 and see how they go. Um, but it's just so attacking. Um I quite I quite like them and they're so handy for twenty nine. Um, so lots of people fell foul of bench boosting single game week Leeds players and came away with nothing. I don't want to make that same mistake. So, but um, we'll come to that in a minute. Uh, worth noting I... in twenty nine. Oh, sorry, Cam. Just wanted to throw this in there for people. Uh, Fulham versus Leeds, we know is on, mm. but I believe it will also either be West Ham versus Arsenal or mm. Crystal Palace versus Man United. Yes. And then Burnley versus Leicester or Brighton versus Newcastle. So if you're trying to do what I'm doing mm. and planning a few weeks ahead, it's good to keep those players high up on your list to yeah. get now on hold if you think that's going to happen. Definitely. So I've got triple West Ham at the moment, but I'm thinking of gradually moving off and possibly keeping one or possibly moving back onto one. They're not a team I want particularly long term. They have not a great fixture run. But yes, they can are handy for 29, which is once again another reason I don't particularly want to bench boost 26. I want to use my bench to, to prepare for the weeks coming up, really, and focus on a, on a double game week 
um, teams there. Let's put, put Southampton. I have a question. Oh, I yes, have a question to Seb on the wild card. I, I, you might you might see some uh, managers asking why Ailing you have mm. on on your on your in your team. I I would imagine it's purely budget related because Dallas with 0.3 Morsh could be really more viable option than than Ailing or you have a specific reason behind that sure uh first sorry thank you for letting me jump in ahead of you there as well I really appreciate that <laughs> and um and yeah so Luke Ailing Ailing I keep swapping those two someone tell me off um over the season firstly Luke Ailing has an XGI of 3.45 whereas Stuart Dallas has an XGI of 3.91 so there's not a huge amount mm. in it no. but as we've seen Luke Ailing has no assists and no goals whereas Dallas has two assists and four goals. A couple of those have been long shots, so the low probability, but hey, he's put them away. The big thing for most people, though, is seeing Stuart Dallas really playing a lot of time in midfield at the moment. Rodrigo is out for a little while. I think he's probably going to miss this week for us. And then at the back, we have Strauch playing, who has pushed Ailing back out to right back as opposed to centre back. Right back is where Ailing is really, really dangerous. If Strauch and Cooper stay fit, and we do have Lorente and Cock back within the next, say, three weeks to a month. Mm. Ealing is probably back nailed at right back, although we know we've had defensive problems, so there's always a chance he slips in. Or if we play three at the back versus a front two, Ealing would become that third centre-back. So I think all else being equal, Dallas probably is just the better option, mm. but it's a lot closer than people think, especially going forward. If you watch the other night, Ealing was all kinds of attacking when he was at right back. Mm. As you said, though, Cam, the thing really for me is when I worked out a couple of permutations of my team, if I wanted to have Salah and Son, I think, in one of my teams, that would also have double City defence and Gundogan, not Sterling, I was 0.1 short. So Dallas to Ailing seemed to just earn me that yeah. money. So it seems yeah. it seems safe just to give me that, myself and, those options. And I guess the forward. same was the same rationale going through your head when you're thinking Lauten over me or Tarkowski? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah pretty, just... pretty, much, pretty much exactly that. And also, I mean, you look at their... Correct me if I'm wrong, but you look at their attacking stats. Me and Tarkowski aren't the most attacking. I know me got a lot of love recently on social, but I think a once-in-a-season assist from Lauten is probably just as likely as, and budget. As was pointed out on the Scoutcast last week, um, Palace and Fulham are the worst at conceded headed goal attempts. If we yeah. think Burnley are going to get a goal, me and Tarkowski's headers at set pieces could come in handy. But, mm, but as we said, it's point, harder to score yeah. with the head than the There is another thing that um, we just we just passed through um, Burnley already, but there was something I wanted to mention already okay. that Palace and Fulham are the second and third worst in terms of uh, shots on target last four game weeks. Okay. Uh, Fulham with only twelve and Crystal Palace with eleven. So actually, per game they manage three shots on target mm-hmm. or less, which means there is a high probability of of a clean sheet. Plus, um, it 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 just triggered that the fact that. Pope might not get a lot of save points from these games, and therefore we're not sure he will get the three bonus points. So that's why there is a temptation to captain him or so. Uh, but those two combination of uh, consider a lot of headed attempts plus not shooting too much just says Ben Me and Tarkovsky for the glory three they might offer rather than okay. the full So Although Peters is a decent option on some yeah. of the set pieces and is very cheap. So yeah. Um, I, this put. I mean, we, we, we talked about Leeds as well. So Leeds in twenty five. Let's put those stats up. Um, the expected goal involvement. It's Rafina who's the top guy yeah. there. Uh, I like ten, him. Ten goal attempts, six chances created. 
couple of goals. Uh, Bamford next, six six chances created, 12 goal attempts. I mean, these are magic. 5.3, 6.7. These are great prices. Um, then Dallas is next. So we can see that Dallas is there. It's Harrison at 5.4 is an intriguing player. Three chances created, seven goal attempts. There's basically, let's just put Fulham up there. Look how, you know, this is the expected goal involvement. It's like ones or nothings. But then you look at Lee's, you're looking at, you start to get a couple of players in the two mark. Um, and then you look at, say, Burnley or something. I'm just put Burnley stats up there. Goal attempts, well, Vidra with four, McNeil with, with five, and then back to Leeds again. Ten goal attempts for Fina, 12 goal attempts for Bamford. What what I'm basically getting at is Leeds are full of attacking threat. Um, and if they've got easy fixtures, which they have got um, coming up, especially with the double, I think, you know... Yeah, jump in. Get as many as possible. They're great value as well. I mean, you're talking about Ailing or Dallas as well, but Dallas is only 4.8. I mean, this is brilliant. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, for me, that was literally just a yeah. I need, a bit like Loughton, who rose in price last night, by the way, which is one of the other reasons I yeah. held him. In case I wanted him, I wanted to get him cheaper. But I needed like that 0.1. If you've got a million left over... Yeah. You, you do you. Yeah. I'm not saying there's really anything no. in, in it between. It's them. great. I mean, yeah. what, it, what it just shows is the array of choice that you've got. You've got defenders with attacking threat. You've got attackers with attacking threat. <laughs> this is this is all good stuff. I'm going to put Southampton yeah. up. So you haven't got any Southampton. Um, are you tempted? Um, this is expected goal involvement. Ings uh, only expected involvement a couple. And these are his last, last four there. So nine goal attempts, four chances. He's obviously coming back from an injury as well. Ward Prowse, I think if I had a slot in midfield and I wanted to go for a double game week player, I would think of Ward Prowse. Um, a couple of nice free kicks. And Investigard, I would also look at because if you're looking mm. at in terms of possibility of a clean sheet, possibility of a goal, 4.7, attack minded Vestigard in defence, the mm. towering centre back is the one I would go for. Um, but have you, are you tempted at all by Southampton or does it sort of not fit in? It, I mean, they've not been the best recently, although possibly a bit unlucky as well with injuries and goal conversion of other teams. But I'd probably only consider McCarthy. And for the plan, Pope and uh, Martinez is what I need going forward. I would want to get rid of them, probably. Like I said, I might even get rid of some of my Leeds players. Yeah. I, if I'm wildcarding, I don't want to be taking loads of hits. So I might just need to leave them aside as a sacrifice yeah. of my plan. But I don't know, Karam, you know, you're not, following what I'm doing so are they someone who interests you maybe I do I think Danny Ings is someone I am interested in because he is now an extreme differential pick um, with a double game week 25 and he is capable of this on penalties I know that 8.4 compared to the current budget strikers 6 million 6.5 sub 6.5 million he looks an expensive one to have but if you look for a differential, for a real differential with a, a double game week, um, I think Danny Ains fit fit the fit the bill. So um, um, if if anybody, um, there are a lot of options at six million or lower that might be just ahead of Ward Prowse. Mm -hmm. um, but of course, he he would make a short list if I if I end up having a slot in in, in that bracket. Um, Festigard so, is someone, or Kyle Walker Peters would be one, uh, another one as well. But yeah, I think for me, uh, I'm I'm planning to invest in Southampton. I will come to the strategies uh, later on, um, and it's gonna be Danny Ames probably. Uh, I'm not sure I'm gonna have another pick, but um, 
he's if I'm extremely keen on Ames, although stats don't back him too much, but um, it's Danny Ames. He's, he can do it. Um, myself and Karen will talk about our teams uh, towards the end of the show, um, but we've obviously got, we're not wildcarding, so we're using um, different, it's a slightly different strategy, but um, the bench boost, um, for, for me at least, um, is, is definitely an option, a very, very strong option yeah. for, for game week 24. That is because I think Burnley, with two favourable fixtures in defence, is a great bench boost option there. Could be lots of points there. I much prefer that to um, the single game weakers I would probably have. If you have a free hit remaining, though, for 29, you don't have to worry about 29. So the option there, one I would probably consider, if you have a wild card and a bench boost and a free hit, wild card 25, Bench really go to town on it on twenty six double game week. Bench boost the hell out of it, and then hopefully and have a look at the fixtures. Make sure you've got players with good good fixtures in the following game weeks. Don't worry about twenty nine. You just free hit your way around it, and then see where you are in game week thirty and use your transfers. I'm actually thinking of wild carding out of game week twenty nine. So I'm I'm using a wild card to run away from my team rather than run into it. But with Brighton. Burnley, I don't know, Sheffield United, not Sheffield United, but um, lots of Leeds players. I might not want that uh, for the, the tail end of the season. Let's see. Um, but I might not need a wild card for 26 either. So I just mentioned that just to, in, in the alternative um, strategies that people use, because I know we've had some questions about what, what to use. And your chips is going to be dependent on your team. But for each of us, we've all got different reasons for doing Different bench, uh, different bench boosts, or how we use our chips. Um, just before we come to the next topic, I just want to go through the rest of your team, Seb, because um, this will bring us into the next topic as well. So you, you've got Pope and Loughton, Cancelo, Luca Dean, Luke Shaw, Sterling, Fernandez, Gundogan. So you're hoping that Man- Manchester United get through in the cup. That means that they would double in 26 and blank in 29. Is that that correct? I believe so. Yeah, good stuff. And then you've got Calvert-Lewin, Bamford and Watkins up front. We've spoken about the need for all of those players. And then on the bench, you've got Martinez, Rafina, Ailing, and Son. Now, Tottenham, if they have a favourable, uh, if they have a double game, it's going to be favourable, we think. Um, and we've seen what happens with Son when Kane is in the team. Son gets points. We've seen what happens with Spurs. They suddenly find goals. Um, so, Karen, um, we I think we only have, uh, we had a few questions, but I've just put one question in. But um, yeah, we um, did a bit of research about Kane. So yeah, what's this about? Yeah, so uh, um, Harry Kane is back uh, for Spurs, and um, he looked very dangerous last game with Ernest with Brom. Um, it looks essential after Man City, probably. Um, so we've got some questions about them about him. Um, and their attack is great with him and terrible without. Um, after game week 24 of Tottenham's game uh, against Man City, they have a kind of run of games and possibly a double uh, game week on the horizon in 26. So we've got some community, community questions, mainly from um, yeah, FPL Wilson is one of them, is asking, what is the best way to fund Harry Kane for those without the money in the bank? Um, for his situation, he's saying, one of Bruno, Son, or Salah may have to draw. So it seems like to fund Harry Kane now, we have to sadly say goodbye to one of the heavy uh, hitters. So let's start with you, Seb. 
Harry Kane. Um, are you tempted to bring him in um, ahead of the double game weeks? And if so, who do you think will uh, make a way for him? Frustratingly, I might have to sit on the fence a little bit. I currently have Son. I owned him. Mm. Actually, I've transferred Son out at the moment because he dropped in price. So I'll get that 0.1 back if he, uh, if I get him back in. Yeah. But I th- with Son being a little cheaper, maybe slightly lower point potential, but better with Kane back, he might be my option, mostly for that double. It's a decent double for them. I may have a look at having Kane, but I've got some time to think about that, to be honest. So I'll have to give you a maybe. Sorry not to commit. Mm. If if you have to use a triple captain, for example, in 26 on a Spurs player, which would likely have a decent double game week, would that be on Son or Kane then? Because it, it, probably a chip would be a factor to who would you pick yeah. out of the two. Yeah, I, th- I think again, so for anyone mm. listening or watching, this is so dependent on what your team is and what chips you've got. So what I'm doing is personal to me. I'm also, what, 350, 400K. This is an opportunity for me to jump up. Someone in the top 10K might think just stay the course. Uh, to go back to your question, I used my triple captain on KDB last time. I'd be tempted by City again over Spurs, maybe. West Ham or and Wolves or Southampton in 26. Maybe more attractive, although you'll know about the rotation. Maybe that's a risk. I definitely consider Spurs. And I feel like, despite having Son myself, if you're going to triple captain... Maybe Kane is the reliable one. He's the one you'd probably say is unlikely to blank. You could see Son missing a couple of chances, couldn't you? Like he's want to do sometimes. Fair enough. Uh, how about yourself, Joe? Um, What's well, your plan with Harry Kane? Yeah, I mean, I've had Harry Kane quite a bit this season. Really, really like having him in my team. Um, uh, I've, I've occasionally had both of them. Um, having just one is okay. Captaining one is good. Having both and captaining one is brilliant. So it's turning those shields into swords. Um, I'm looking at getting Kane in. I've got about six and a half million in the bank at the moment. And the players I'm looking at getting in aren't very expensive. So I'm looking at something like Antonio to Kane. But with if I need an extra million or so, I'm looking at downgrading one of my my goalkeepers or um, downgrading elsewhere. I'll have lots of, I'll have spread the money around so I can, I can move it to Kane essentially. So I'm looking at Kane. The question for me is, will I get Kane and Son? I'll be looking at Captain and Kane in the double game week 26. I think he's, he's really good as in FPL because I know he'll start. I know he'll do well. I know that Spurs will perform. And some of the stats we've got, this is something everyone can just see. <laughs> look at Spurs without Kane, look at him with. Um, so I just did a bit a bit of research. I did it for average game weeks. Game weeks 1 to 19, where obviously Harry Kane played. Game weeks 20 to 22, he made 45 minutes in total in those three um, game weeks. Um, you can see um, on the screen here um, that in terms of the stats, um, there's around 16 key metrics where the Spurs are just way better with Kane and there's only nine where they're, where they're, where they're just above um, with uh, without him. But looking at some of the stats, I mean, some of the, I mean, I guess the big one here is big chances total. The total of big chances. You're getting to nearly three every match. This is per match that Kane plays. Nearly three big chances. So it's Kane creating them, being on the end of them. Son, we know about. Big chances total without Kane is... 0.3 wow. <laughs> so it's nothing it's just nothing it just evaporates um, minutes per chance um, there's a chance every 8 minutes when Kane's on the pitch when he's not on the pitch there's a chance every 16 minutes almost you know it just doubles really um, goal attempts nearly 12 goal attempts in a game and just 6 goal attempts a game without Kane um, 
Minnesota yeah. chance, bit of chance. I mean, it just well, goes on and on. Yeah. There's lots and lots of stats, but I just put the picture up here to, to illustrate using the comparison tool of Fancy Football Scout members area there, just in terms of, it just visually shows that Spurs are rubbish without Kane. So that's why I'm looking, I'm looking to get him in, definitely. Would it be fair to say that price is consideration here? I know at the moment we all have loads of money, but me, I'm clearly planning on trying to probably mm. use my full budget in the double just for those big players. I don't think I could have, say, for example, Kane, Fernandez, Salah, and a really good rest of a team, maybe another hitter in there. But I can have, say, Son, as I currently have, Son, yeah. Fernandez, Sterling, big defence, good strike force. Is that something you'd trade out for? No, no. I'm, I, I mean, the way I'm set, I don't know how I've got, I, I feel I've got lots of money, and I, and I have really. I've got about six and a half million in the bank. Um, so the move, the move to upgrade one of my strikers to Kane is not an issue. It's whether I want Kane and Son and get them. And I think Salah would have to make way. So going back to your original question, Karen, way back in 1804, when you asked that question, um, you know, we were looking at those heavy hitters, which one would make way? I think it would have to be Salah because his ceiling at the moment is not as strong as Son or Kane or Fernandez um, or indeed Sterling. Or Gundogan, it's just not as it's just not in the same um, bracket. Um, Liverpool, uh, they're out of it. They can't win. City have won the league. You know that's what's going to be going not on yet, through not there. Yet, not, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not quite yet. But on current form, I can't. It would have to be an yeah. amazing turnaround. I just the, the, don't. The form is different now. Yeah, they're, they're, they're without they're without Van Dijk. Van Dijk passing the ball out. Um, we know about his defense defensive attributes as well. But it's it's just it just starts the play. Um, they're just out of sorts, and this often happens when you get a successful team. You know, they win the world championship, they win the league. You know, in whatever rugby or or football, and then the next season, not quite the same. Not quite the same. Um, the interesting one with them is their stats over the last three seasons or so. I think we covered this before, so I yeah. won't go through it again, but they've basically been overperforming traditional metrics to yeah. the point where people were wondering, well, maybe they're not overperforming. Maybe they're just playing in a way that our stats can't capture. Mm. This season, they have very much regressed to the mean. And on top of that, I believe at the moment, they are underperforming some of their yeah. expected numbers. So compound those two things and, hey, fair enough, they're not the team they were. There's every chance they come back, of course. You know, there's still a very good team there and a couple of players mm. out injured or out of position. Yeah, definitely. Um, the Liverpool, Salah's basically on borrowed time. You know, yes, he might get this huge score every every two months. But we're talking about these other players who are consistent. Son and Kane are consistent scorers. Fernandes is consistent scorers. And you've got all these cheap players like Gundogan. And you've got the Leeds players. You've got the Villa players. Watkins. Ollie, or Ollie Watkins, he's always called in the commentary, not Watkins. Um, is, you know, these are great value, consistent scorers. And yeah, they might get, say, six points, nine points every week. But that's much mm. better than if they're doing that consistent over the two or two months or so. That's good. They're going to outscore Salah. In fact, they all have been outscoring Salah. Karen, yep. does, I don't know about you, but I'm trying to be as cool and calm-headed as possible. But no Salah for a double game week? It's a little bit scary. Uh well, I've tried to go without um, Salah a couple of times already. I'm not sure over a double game week, but for a, lo- a little part of the season, it's never fun. Uh, or, or, or say what you say about the form of Liverpool or Salah or so. It's it's not fun at all to watch. Fun at all to watch without owning Salah. Um, and I think here is the trick for the double game week 26, because many managers are planning to bench boost 
they have to sacrifice one of those big names. Um, and, and that's primary, that's the primary reason why I'm planning to bench boost before that, uh, mainly in 24. Uh, we will discuss that shortly. But bench boosting now and wildcard them, wildcard them out uh, will give me the opportunity to focus on the 11. Mm. And I drafted already a team for 26 for myself. Um, that I would like to have if I wildcard and commit to this strategy, I would be able to fit in Salah, Son, Fernandez, Ings, and Kane with a decent side mm. uh, at the back and the midfield. And that's because I will be running with Bern at the back, uh, in, on my bench. I'll be running with um, the, um, some other cheapies as well, um, like Bern, Walker Peters, uh, Smith-Throw, those type of players, I wouldn't own them to bench boost them, but I'm more than happy. Uh, and Forster, uh, mm. um, um, a four million goalkeeper. But because I have this ability, that two, two and a half million extra that I'm freeing up to the 11 would give me the edge to own, say, someone like from, um, I don't know, from a Rashford to Salah, for example, which I would prefer to have uh, come the next double game week. Because the most likely scenario is the big teams will double. 26, the Leicester, the um, the Spurs, City, uh, United. Um, so I think if you are bench boosting 26, you will unlikely have a chance to fit all those big names. So it's a tricky one. Um, I don't think I will go without Salah, uh, speaking about him. Um, I, know, I know he is not the one that we know, but he just scored a brace against West Ham. So he showed a glimpse of like, see, I'm capable of this, um, but at the time I want, but basically. He blanked in seven of the last eight uh, game weeks before the City game. And a scenario like the City game, he hadn't had anything during the game, but he got a penalty. So he can easily come out with um, a goal or two. Uh, and the fish are not, to- are not terrible, really. So if you, if you look at the next game weeks, um, they play Everton at home, it might bring something. Um, the Goodison Park game usually is nil-nil or low scoring one, but at Anfield maybe it's gonna be different. Then Sheffield United, Fulham, um, in the double game it could be Sheffield United and Chelsea. So it's not entirely bad. Um, so I I'm guess... not sure. But if you are desperate for a million or so, Sadio Mane is is now almost 0.8 cheaper. Mm. He could be an alternative. Yeah, uh, I've, I've always, I'm always keen on Sadio Mane. And I always find that whichever yeah. one you have, you do well. Because if Liverpool do well, what, what are, both of them usually do well. Mm. You, you answered my question before I asked it. I was going to say, Salah is the top goal scorer in the league, I believe, on 16. Yeah. It's not the fact that he's not getting points or goals. It's more the fact that for that money, we wonder if we can do better. Mm. Yeah. And the senior hasn't been that high. So for the captaincy you'll be disappointed in many, many occasions if you give him the armband. So there is a case to go without one of those big names. But on a double game week like this, you cannot really afford to miss one of them because mm. the rank variance, the rank change will be huge whether so, your way or against you. So I mean, so for me, yeah. probably it'll be Salah or Son. So it's whichever way it comes down. I know I was looking in the live chat just now and lots of people quite, you know, quite keen on, on swerving Son in comparison to Salah. Son's not that consistent. Son has been quite consistent. You, you just, you know, perhaps you remember the good, the good, um, amazing halls and the bad halls. But I mean, just looking at his history, um, so going from game week 19 backwards, so I'm not, I'm going to ignore game week 20 and 21, 22, because they're caneless, essentially. 
But then West Brom, you know, the last game, got 10 points there. And then from game week 19, got, um, got an assist. Then there was a blank, 13-point haul. Blank, blank, 9 points, 5 points, 13. Blank, 10 points, blank, blank. Three double-digit returns in a row. A one point and then a 24 point mm. so while you're getting over a two game period chances are you're going to get a big return chances are yeah. you're going to get a double digit haul in one of them at least um son son reminds me with a theory that he is a, a never sell never captain mm. um he's he's a type of player that will get you lots of points but the, the pattern is like okay since game week 11 he had 13 points in 11 13 points in 17 and 10 points in 23 mm. the rest is between two and five basically yeah. so you will get the holes there's no middle ground for him no, either they're, he holds further, or almost blanks further yeah. further apart son i think with kane in the side has that extra consistency it yeah. all depends on whether i need that three million for me um that's the choices we'll have mm-hmm. let's move on to look at the fixtures that are coming out for the next four weeks so we've spoken about these in a lot of detail so i'll kind of go over them um this um just just to mention that we're we're linked up with uh, fancy foot um, with football index um they're one of our partners um so there are players that we've been been mentioning that you can also buy through football index um that's where you can buy and sell shares and players using fancy football knowledge to make a profit um, so looking at these fixtures here, we've, we've included the double game weeks there. And at the top, including the double game weeks, next four um, game weeks, so that includes two fixtures for some, uh, Burnley at the top there. So they've got Crystal Palace, Fulham and West Brom. Uh, the season ticker loves those next three. Then they have Tottenham and Arsenal. Yeah. Then it becomes mm, Burnley, I'm not so keen time. Southampton, they do, they, they've got Wolves and then they've got that Chelsea Leeds Everton and Sheffield United. They're not bad, but one of fixtures, really. Um, then Leeds, we've spoken about. Arsenal, they've got the best 25 double, easily, compared to Southampton. Wolves and Southampton. And then they've got Villa and West Ham. So they've got a really nice run for the medium term. Um, Fulham are up there, but we've discussed. They just don't have the threat at all. There's a possibility you might get something from one of the defenders. Um, but further down, West Ham. This is why I'm thinking of bailing on them after Sheffield United. They've got Tottenham and Man City next. They're not great. Um, and then they've got Leeds. And Leeds are also another attacking. So Kufau, I'm not sure what I'm going to get from him. Manchester United, mixed fixtures. West Brom, great fixture next. Then Newcastle. But then it gets a bit nasty with Chelsea and Man City. So I'm... Yeah, if we think they're going to get a double in 26, that suddenly becomes much better much better so Manchester United if they get a double are going to move up a lot because they've got that West Brom and Newcastle games coming up there but looking at there as well after Tottenham after the Man City game uh, they've got West Ham Burnley and Crystal Palace and a possible double in 26 so they're going to shoot up the table so it's you know it's 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 a season ticker in flux I, I mean I think we've talked about a lot of them here. I, I, I don't know if there was any other any other teams uh, before we move on to my differential pick um, that you wanted to pull out there. I think that. Mm. Please yeah. come after you. Okay, thanks. Uh, I think Burnley is the uh, the main talk for this uh, for this game week. Um, lots of talk about the defense, uh, a double or a triple, and and some say okay, this will end in tears or so. Uh, you would work out what is in front of you and, and with with uh, with the stats that is given to you and everything suggests that the investment in Burnley defense is is decent option and I, I like the look of, of them and 
this is probably the best double Xiaomi from a defensive point of view mm. that you might get for the next period of time. So if you're not willing to invest in this, so when would you? Um, and and the same thing applies for um, Fulham. They don't have a terrible double Xiaomi, but I like the look of Ariola. Uh, I think I mentioned mm. a couple of Stoutcasts ago. If you are planning to have a bench, a cheap goalkeeper on the bench for the bench boost or to rotate, then Ariola is a decent, a decent pick. Um, I, I would stay away from Crystal Palace. I think the City, although they are heading towards a mid-table in terms of a def- um, the fixture ticker, I still think that they are solid enough to to be to look actually better than where they are on 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 the ticker. Mm. So I wouldn't worry too much about the future invest of the current investments for the future. Game weeks. Um, uh, Brighton, if 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 they end up with a double game week somehow in 26, I like the look of them ahead of that as well. Uh, Villa probably they will score. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, but Crystal Palace, West Brom, and they might get a Newcastle. That says also an investment for 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 Brighton. Mm-hmm. Um, Sanchez is a, is a, a sub. 4.5, I think 4.4. It's a decent pick as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. West Ham. West Ham finally is is a, a team that is heading towards um, a sell uh, mm. for me at least the defensive uh, options. Um, they are on 20, 39 points, which is a, a funny thing because we know West Ham might uh, end up on the beach by reaching the 40 points, but they have a decent chance to play for Europe. So you will never know how you will approach the next game weeks. And it's stiffening, so um, I wouldn't be keen to keep um, uh, the likes of Sofal or um, Dawson. Maybe Southchek. Maybe Southchek has to go at some point because there are some options around him. Rafinha has a double in 25. Uh, Surely there will be some options in 26. Lukman in 24. So maybe there is a case to sell Southchek as well. But uh, yeah, depends on on your team of course but yeah that's that's my take on, on the features okay um so i just want to mention before I come to the differential um that you can sign up to football index uh, today they got they got a seven day 500 pound money back guarantee there's a link in the description below sign up as well as a link check out the full terms and conditions it's for 18 plus only please gamble responsibly you can check out begambleaware.org and there's a link for that as well in the description so i'm going to pick a differential uh, my last one was antonio there you go. so it's real drum roll time who will i pick um, so the player I've got has um, already done well in the last four fixtures. He's actually um, got returns in a- each of his last four fixtures. He has a great set of fixtures coming up. And I can believe it. He's only owned by 2.4% of, of managers in FPL. Um, it's Rafina for Leeds. I'm just going to go for the obvious one. Easy. I'm not going to just, I'm not going to play around with some player no one's ever heard of. I'm going to put, I don't know, let's put those stats up again. Nick. Well, you this, would go for Tarkovsky this is just the last to, uh, four fixtures. on my side. <laughs> he, he's the best Leeds asset. And Leeds have a great double game week. But they also have great fixtures the next four. The next four game weeks are brilliant. Um, Rafina, he's 5.3. He's in less than... He's in 2.4% of teams. Created six chances, 10 goal attempts, scored two goals, expected goal involvement, 2.27. That's more than any other Leeds player, including Bamford um, and, and mm. Dallas. <laughs> Harrison was another player. Uh, I was if I was trying to be clever and go, why not I try this guy who's less um, well known uh, than Rafina and Bamford and Dallas amongst FPL managers at the moment? Harrison is also a good option 
5.4, created three chances, seven goal attempts, scored three goals, expected goal involvement in one. So he's slightly, you would imagine, overperforming. But nevertheless, he's a good option as well. Leeds are full of them. And Rafina, I looked at him, I was, I thought I wouldn't mind getting putting his name forward. I was expecting him to be like 10%, 15%, barely in any teams. I yeah. feel like he's one of those that's owned quite a bit in the community, but maybe yeah. not as wide. And you've got the stats up there, but really a uh, reverse pirouette back heel nutmeg. You don't need any stats. If a man can do that, <laughs> get him in your team. He destroyed. Yeah. Now, I remember as, as, a, as a Brighton fan, when Bobby Zamora moved on and moved on to uh, West Ham, uh, was one of the teams he moved on to. And I remember him effectively destroying Sol Campbell's career. <laughs> he turned him like a lemon and then outrun him. Um and then scored. And Sol Campbell, I don't think, he didn't really recover. He was on the downward side. Now, Gary Cahill is obviously, you know, he's at Palace now. He's, he's, he's mighty Bolton and, and Chelsea days are, are gone. But nevertheless, that was humiliating. Rafina danced around him like a ballerina. It was embarrassing. It was so quick. It was so quick move that, like, you didn't notice from the first second. You had to show, see the replay. Yeah. See, wow, he did that. So, he played yeah, him like a mid-30s violin who's washed up to mix those metaphors. <laughs> did you see they got Cahill on to do the interview for uh, Palace after Did he? What did he Which say? seemed a little harsh. That's oh, harsh. Wow. What, did, what was the question? What does it feel to be absolutely humiliated? <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, he gave very good answers. It was, it was the old... Um, why did you lose today? And it's like, well, first half, second half, <laughs> we scored two best halves, goals. we improved. Like <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very diplomatic um, answer. Okay, so I, I, I like I like Rafinha, mm. and if I have a slot in my midfield, probably it would be him. But just because to give enough credit to Harrison, um, I I appreciate that the stats prefer Rafinha, and he looks the better, the skillful player. But Harrison is is a really decent pick, and I don't think going for him is kind of uh, pretending mm. to be smaller. So mm. I think he's an equally good player for a more or less the same price. Um, he's also another nice pick. Uh, but yeah, I think I think to me, I will draw Rafinha still, but just to give a shout out to Harrison as well, he's a, he's a decent I, pick. I will just add that Rafinha is on a lot of our set pieces too. He takes corners from the right, right. I think. Phil, Phillips Ooh. will take them from the other side and he'll take a lot of the indirect free kicks as well. He has a great mm. delivery on him. Um, he's a player I'm going to get in. I'm going to get him in for um, okay. Suchek in game week 25. Um, who are the th- three best uh, Leeds players at the moment from an FPL point of view? It's Bamford, Dallas, Rafina. I've got Bamford and Dallas. Rafina. Suchek, I don't don't want <laughs> for those two fixtures at, at least. Um, it's just it's a sensible move. Um, but don't everyone do it. I want to stay, him to stay a differential. Um, just some of you. Just some of you. Um, so, Seb, we've had a good look at your team already. Um, so if you if, if people want to be reminded of that, have a look back. Rewind, rewind and, and have a look back. And we've got Seb's is is anyone interested in looking at what I would have in 26 or do you want to leave that for another another week? Um, I think we're going to do that for another week because... Um, cool. You know, we'll do that because I think, you know, things change. Um, oh, indeed. And we'll, and we'll have all the FA Cup results. So perhaps next week, um, we we'll, as we look at 25, we'll have much clearer thoughts about 26. Sounds like a plan. Um, so what I'll do is I'll put my team up at the moment and then we'll look at Karam. So I've currently got Edison, Stones, Kufal and Justin, uh, Grealish, Fernandez, Salah, 
Gundawan, who's my captain. We did a captaincy video earlier today with Neil. Um, do have a look at that. That's on the YouTube channel. Also, the podcast is out. Um, and that explains why I, I really like Gundawan. Um, Sterling is another good option. I don't have him. Um, Antonio, I've got. Uh, he plays Sheffield United. Calvert-Lewin is my vice-captain, and I am tempted for the captaincy. Um, and Bamford. And then on my bench, I've got Jed Steer, Suchek, Dallas, and Mitchell. Now, I have two free transfers. I can't see, in terms of bench boosting, I would struggle in game week 26. I would essentially... I want to keep my Leeds players. I would have to bench boost my Leeds players against Villa for a single game week in 26. So I'm not sure I want to bench boost. This is this is team specific to me. I'm not saying to everyone. <laughs> so I'm looking at removing Steer and Mitchell, replacing them with Pope and Loughton, and then bench boosting. Now Justin and Dallas and Suchek are serial offenders when it comes to bench points. Pretty much anyone who owns them, what? Well, when you ask them about those players, they will have got them bench points. They will have benched them. Um, Justin, even though he's playing Liverpool, I think he's still a great option. I still think there are good options there. So Justin and Dallas, I think, are interchangeable, despite you know the difference in fixtures. They're both, on paper, tough games. But I think they're both so good at getting points at the moment. Suchek's got Sheffield United at home. Surely it's points. Surely it's points. And then I'm looking at Pope. He's got those two fixtures, those two great fixtures against Palace and Fulham. And then if I double him up with Loughton, and then I've already got my three City defenders. It's it's weird. It's beige upside chasing. It's attacking this game week. But from the point of view of the Burnley defence, if I was to uh, attack this game week, I would remove stones for Burnley, uh, for Loughton, or me or Tarkowski. And I would look to get Sterling in for someone. And that's what I would do because I've got the money in the bank. So, and I would probably captain Sterling. And that's the way I would do it to attack it. So there's different ways of attacking it. But that's the way I, why I'm thinking at the moment um, is bench boosting it there because I, I don't know if I'm going to get a better opportunity um, when cheap have players. The chance to do, do you have the chance to do Southchick to Sterling straight away, for example? Or it's too far from... No, well, I, I want to, I've, I've, got, I've got triple City. So it involves those two moves. I do have two free transfers. But I do like this... The, the double Burnley defence in this with these fixtures. Yeah, sure. They might concede against Palace and Fulham. And they might end up with just two blanks for each of them. Those fixtures. But you've got to look at this fixture on paper. And you just, you know, it's like a, you know, he who dares wins kind of thing. It's going to be... You look at that and think... Burnley is surely going to get one, maybe two, probably two clean sheets. And if you're doubling up there, especially with Pope, Pope gets bonus galore when they keep clean sheets. So, yeah, I'm interested in that. A lot more depends on what my game week 26 side will look like. So I'm not 100% locked into that. and I might change my mind. But a serious option for me at the moment is using my two free transfers to really attack though the, the the Burnley, I've already got Everton and City. And then the following week, I'll be looking at Suchek to Rafina. Just a just a simple one. 26, two, two extra players in for the double game week. I'll be looking at Spurs. So I'll be looking at hit probably down the line there. But um, that's the sort of vague plan. Um, Karen, let's see. Let's have a look at your team, see what you're up to. Yeah. You've got Forster uh, in goal. I'm, 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 
And then you've got Cancelo, me captains so far, Diaz, Stones, and then Barnes, Salah, Fernandez, <coughs> Antonio, Bamford, and Calvert Lewin. And then you've got Kufal, Son, and Suchek, and Martinez. Now I'm, I'm presuming there's transfers in mind and also yep. a bench boost. That's a really good bench. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Forster is there just because I'm going to replace him with Nick Pop. That's one of the transfers. And the second one will be mostly Sun to Rashford. Because oh. I fancy Rashford against West Brom, much better fixture than Sun against City. And I might take a hit, uh, minus four, to do Barnes to one of... Either I play the double game and get Lukman in... Mm. Or I just save a transfer down the line and draw Rafinha straight away. Uh, I think there is a better chance just to more just to justify more the bench boost is to go for a Lookman because he has two games. And I think I think it, it depends really. It's something we also discussed before we go live. It's, it might be fun to do, to talk mm. about like what is actually my bench yes, boost stage because yes. um, currently if I look at the bench I would have played Martinez. And I'm buying Pop because mm. I want a bench boost. So maybe I can tell that my bench boost mm. is is Pop, uh, Rashford, Sofal, and Southchick, or possibly Rashford because I'm bringing him as part of the bench boost. So whatever is the bench boost, I think the 15 players I have right now after the moves, I wouldn't actually bench anybody. I wouldn't bench Bamford against yeah. Arsenal, although the chances of scoring is lower. Uh, there might be some upset in the Sheffield United West Ham uh, West Ham Sheffield United game, but I will still play my three picks. So the, it's not really about prioritizing double game week players over the single game week players. Is whether I I can afford to bench them, and I don't think I will bench them. So that's one reason. The other reason is what I just mentioned a mm. um, um, few minutes ago is the fact that I want a wild card either in 25 or wild card in 26. So I will wildcard in 25 if I decide to commit a triple captain in 26. Mm. And I will wildcard in 26 if I decide not to commit to the triple captain. Yeah. And whatever I do with it in 25 or 26, uh, I can go with a cheap, with a cheapest and uh, make sure I can afford the a bigger names in the 11. And that gives me more opportunity to get the players I want for 26. Um, mm. and, and that's why I feel like it's a good opportunity for the bench boost because the fixture back it up but also to say that I'm gonna get rid of, of the yeah. chip. The minimum points that I'm aiming is sixteen. Yes. Which is which is in a double game week you would say mm. four times four, right? Um and I think my team can or my bench can get me sixteen more. Yeah, points. I mean, that's I, what the algorithm there is my team on I defense. Think, I mean, you often see that me. you see a team that's bench yeah. boosted and they've got like, you know you know, Salah, Fernandez, yeah. whatever on the bench. You think you wouldn't bench them. And mm. but I agree with you, Cam. In terms of it's, it's like who who are the players you get into bench boost? So for example, I would bench. I would have. I would if I got me in for Mitchell when I was bench boosting. I would mm. put me on my bench because I'm yeah. thinking in terms of I wouldn't do that unless I was bench boosting. Mm. If I was getting po- I'm getting Pope in, and I'll always have Edison. So I'll be. Du- I mean, I'm, there's no space to move Pope into the eleven. But I just think. You know, these are players I'm getting in for the bench boost, so they should be they count for that bench. Mm. Suchek, for example, mm. he was the player I would I would reluctantly bench, so I want to play him really. So bench boost, yeah. perfect again. It's interesting the way you look at this because to me, I look at it 
a bit differently. Maybe mm. Seb can also yeah. give his input on this. But to me, after getting the 15 players, who are the war? Not the worst. Who are the four players are most keen on benching? The least mm. I predict to score points. And then I compare them how many points they can bring to me. And then I can evaluate whether the bench boost is is worth it because that's the way I mm. I, I calculate it. Joe, you have another way. Seb, what do you think of of mm. the bench boost? I am obviously planning to look and doing it in 26, but mm. that might change depending on the fixtures we get, depending on how my team lines mm. up. That's fine. Looking ahead to what I will wildcard into and what I will hold into 26, I have a half-decent team in 27 and 28. Especially if we get any doubles in those weeks, I could be tempted to bench boost mm. then. I want to be... I mean, for the last couple of weeks on here, I've probably had a bench with points on. This week, I had about over 30, I think. Yeah. So I keep thinking, oh, I wish I'd bench boosted. But I didn't really consider it beforehand. I want to make sure that I don't just bench boost because I think, oh, well, I'm benching a player I like and that keeps happening. I want to try and have a plan for it. So whether that's deliberately good fixtures on the bench or whether that's the double game week, I really want to shoot for the best opportunity, even if it turns out to be the, the non-optimal outcome, that's okay with me. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think when I'm bench boosting, I mean, I had a problem last season. The I wildcarded before the lockdown. So I couldn't, and then everyone got a wildcard. So the way it panned out with the bench boost and the wild, I think... Ultimately, a bench boost is great with a wild card, but the best time to use a bench boost is when you've got these teams like, say, Burnley or Leeds, or you've got value players that you might consider benching that have suddenly got two great fixtures. So you're looking at that double game week for those two great fixtures. So I look at some a player like Pope, and I think I'm going to get, I could get some really good returns here. Um, and I know many people, including perhaps yourself, Karen, if you if you got him in, would consider captaining Pope. And I think that's a very, very viable strategy. Um, but um, that, So that's what I would look at with a bench boost. But last season, I had to play in a single game week, and I was really annoyed about that. Um, but that's just the way the cookie crumbled there. So I'm, I'm determined to use it in a double game week. And I think looking at the way my team is set up and if the fixtures fall in a certain way, uh, unless it looks like I've got a really great 15 in 26, um, that this could be my moment. Um, I'm relying a lot on the Burnley defence, but yeah. it's Nick Pope. So let's give it a yeah. go. On, 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 on the captain, I wonder, yeah. you've got Ben Mee there, right, Garam? Yeah, is that's that, right. Is that, is, that, is that staying? Uh, it's going to be him or Diaz. Um, okay. I, I thought about captain Pope, and uh, I, I, was just, I was just about to talk about this because mm. there were some questions in the chat yeah. as well. Um, I looked at the of, um, attacking stats for Fulham and Crystal Palace, and the fact that they don't manage a lot of shots on target means that the ceiling of Pope might be just a six points. Unless he makes three, four saves, then he mm. might uh, be involved in, in, in the BBS. Um, ben Me or Tarkovsky, they will always have, always have the goal threat. We've seen the last game week uh, Leeds against Palace. I think they have conceded seven head goal attempts. I think that was the most by any team in that particular game week. Um, Strike could have two goals uh, from from uh, two headers. And I fancy one, and it's a pure lottery between me and Tarkovsky. Like the ball will barely plays that way. Get the set piece, McNeil or Peters or Westwood, throw into the box and hope for the best. Uh, yeah. I feel I feel there will be a header 
between one of me and Tarkovsky. So in case the the worst happens and popcorn seeds, at least I will have another shot by 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 Ben Me or um, or Tarkovsky. And I guess you don't have any city attacking cover, which no. is maybe is the other attraction. Looking at the yeah. stats here, Tarkovsky has got an XG for the season of two exactly and has scored none. Ben Me has an XG of one point five two and has scored two. Mm. So not a huge amount in it. You. Yeah, you would say Tarkovsky is due, but I, I don't know if that's really a thing. Yeah. What about Fernandez? Well, he could equally match them or even beat them against Wister Bromwich uh, away. He could he could haul. He might be he might be the the VC, uh, might be worth the VC, but of course uh, the uh, it's a double game so the chances of a player to not play twice is very rare. Um, I just feel like. If Fernandez planned for whatever reason is, then I wouldn't have another chance. While Ben Me or Diaz or Gondogan might might have another possibility because they play twice. So he is he is in in contention. Uh, for me, at least, he's ahead of DCL as well in the terms of the captaincy. Um, um, there's questions on the chat asking about the city attack. If I have a city attacker, then I'll probably captain him. But because I don't have any, um, then I might look at it differently. And it's not worth to take out stones to get Brundogan for a minus yeah. eight or, or, or we, yeah, another we, two hits. So. We discussed on our captaincy video today yeah. that, um, yeah, if you're going to go for single game week, yeah, Fernandez uh, away to West Brom doesn't get better than that. Um, yeah. And he could easily outscore all of the double game week options. I feel, although this is predicting the halls, it's going to be mm. usually a goalkeeper or defender in a double yeah. game week but it's predicting which one and it's also being brave enough to captain them uh, I'm or not it brave could be enough. a Duffy it could be another Duffy it could be another Duffy or it could be another John Stones um, yeah and as you Absolutely. mentioned me and Tarkowski do have a shot on them and they are playing porous defences mm. might, they might do nothing but then they could end up it's, it's going to be one of those I remember years ago with Spurs I remember Spurs had a double game week I think I captained triple captained Van der Vaart or but one of those, but it was Asuakotu who was the top scorer, well over twenty points. Um, wow. Luckily, I owned him, but I didn't captain him. Um, but it's predicting that. Who would have predicted Asuakotu would be the top scoring Tottenham player in a double game week when you've got lots of like the likes of Defoe or whatever playing for Realistically, them? Realistically, I feel, and conversely to our usual logic, a goalkeeper or defender feels like the safe but lower ceiling option. Yeah, yeah. Whereas then a City attacker or even Fernandez could bring you really big points but maybe you miss out you know yeah. Ben Me. realistically you're hoping for 12 I guess across the two yeah. fixtures for yeah. me I think Calvert-Lewin is it, it, you're looking at that Fulham game the City game is whatever you can get from a bonus could score but it's, it's Gundogan or Sterling for me I think if you if you own one of if you own both of them you have a decision lucky yeah. you but if you if you own one of them, just captain them. <laughs> they're the one. They're in the best team, most attacking team. And yes, it's Spurs and Everton. But yes, they've just put four past Liverpool. So you know, I, I don't think fixtures matter that much. It's also notable, like every double game week we've we've been having the last few seasons, there is a defender that stands out to be the hero. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just my run luck, and it would be me. This um, yeah, not, not exactly. me. It's been me. Uh, it would be it would be him uh, this time. But yeah, uh, generally, 
there has to be somebody, I wouldn't say the word random, but it has to be somebody from defense who uh, gets a 15, 20 points yeah. in the double kill me. So. It's just predicting that, though. It's just predicting yeah. that. FBL is a game of predictions. Yeah. You, I only, can you nail that person? I only have, really, Mitchell and Steer I want to get rid of at the moment. Mm. West Ham I do eventually, but I don't want to get rid of them for Sheffield United at home. That would, no. That's just not a, a wise move, I don't think. Um, so I only really have those two slots available for game week 24 that I will move on. So makes sense. Um, but who knows? Um, these things will change. Yeah. Karen, do you have a latest on the uh, Manchester United FA Cup game? Um, Karen, yeah. Karen or said whichever. 90 plus minutes, nel nel. We exciting so, game. We're yeah, competing it's, against it's that. It's 92 even. So is it going extra time or penalties? I, I wonder. I'm not sure about the rule. So, um, yeah, I don't we're, know. we're looking yeah. at that in terms of essentially mm. whichever whichever win um, likely to have a blank in, in game at 29 and a double in 26. Mm. We so probably if, want Man United, I'm guessing, because West Ham would have City and Arsenal, I think, in the double, which yeah. is a lot less profitable. I might hold Antonio, but I'd rather have Fernandes and Shaw. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely. I think you're wise to get Shaw in. I will be looking. I probably won't. I won't I'll run out of transfers and time. Um, but I think if I if I had you know more transfers to make or maybe a wild card, mm. who knows? In game of twenty six, um, I would I would look at the likes of Wan Bissaka and Shaw. We've spoken about them. Mm. Uh, Shaw was uh, Josh's differential pick a couple of weeks ago, and he's done ever so well since. Um, but in the meantime, um, lots to, lots to decide. I've got lots of videos and podcasts coming up towards the end of the week. Uh, I have team news as well. Watch out for that because um, that will give an insight into the lineups in the FA Cup, but also how. You know, the FA Cups might influence our future decisions. Breakfast Club coming up at the weekend will probably have a bit of that as well. And I, th- I don't know if you'll be back, Seb, for um, the Scoutcast match day um, games later in the week. Well, quite possibly. I think yeah. that's down to Gianni. So if I'm lucky enough to join. If you're, maybe if you're so. lucky enough to join. So, but nevertheless, there's lots of videos, podcasts coming up, lots of opportunity to find out more of what's the latest. So hopefully we've given lots of people um, something to think about. Most of those stats there we've got from the members area. Um, we use the comparison tool there to look at Kane, um, but there's lots and lots of options there. But in the meantime, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And thank you for everything today, Joe. I know you just mentioned everything Scout are doing. You've done a ridiculous amount today. I've, so, done, uh, I've done all Scout today, yeah. so I'm, I'm not thank Scout you. tomorrow. <laughs> uh, thank you very yeah. much for seeing us through it. Thanks a lot. Yeah, and thanks. And goodbye from me and to Ben Me. Hopefully he does well in the WGM yes. week. <laughs>